Welcome to The Power of Faith with David Hathaway. In this episode, David continues his Bible study from the Epistle of James, chapter 3. Reading from verse 2 to verse 9. If we could control our tongues, we would be perfect, and could also control ourselves in every other way. Among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness, corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, for it is set on fire by hell itself. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It is restless, and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those, who have been made in the image of God. Now, open your Bible, and join David, as he ministers from James, chapter 3. As you probably know, I'm a sailor. Um, I've been sailing most of my life, racing and so on. And there used to be two, or well, there still is, two different ways of steering a ship. Because in the early days, it was turned by what we call a tiller, which is a piece of wood. And small boats today, and if I sail as I have done in small little dinghies, you turn it the same with that piece of wood. But on the bigger ships and on bigger ones, power boats and so on that I've had, you turn it with a wheel. Now, why am I commenting on this? It's very interesting because when you directed a boat or a ship with that wooden tiller, whichever way you pulled it, the boat went in the opposite direction. When you use a wheel, it turns in the same direction. Now, it's quite interesting because uh, there is one uh, thought that the famous big steamer, the Titanic, that um, on its maiden voyage um, was destroyed and sunk with the loss of thousands of, of hundreds of people. Now, I'm led to understand that until that time, those big ships were turned by this tiller, this wood, which meant that it turned in the opposite direction. If you pulled that to the right, your ship went to the left. But the Titanic was one of the first to introduce the wheel, which meant that it turned the way you turned the wheel. Someone has suggested that the reason that the ship didn't avoid the iceberg, which sank it, was because the helmsman steering misunderstood in the emergency and turned the steering the wrong way, turning a wheel thinking that the ship would go in the opposite direction. Now, I find that this is extremely interesting from the spiritual sense. 
that the danger is that we have to be so careful the direction that we choose. Um, and it is so easy to make the mistake. And if we listen to the wrong voices, and if we are not responding to God, we will turn without necessarily realizing it, in the wrong direction. You see, what he's saying is this. The tongue is a small part of the body, but the tongue controls so much of who and what we are. And it is so easy to use the tongue in the wrong direction. He also goes on to use another illustration, and that is that um, great forests and forest fires are so often started not by something big, but by something small. In fact, uh, even in England, and this does apply in other countries, you know, in this last year we've had some terrible fires, forest fires that have destroyed vast areas. But I do know in England that so many of those fires were not started deliberately, not started by some big power, but something small, like a barbecue, and literally a barbecue left without being extinguished, but left, could just one small thing set a whole forest fire. So here, James is using something slightly different in his illustration. First of all, he's saying that with the tongue, we can be turned in direction and influence others who are following us. But also that if we misuse the tongue, it can cause a fire, it can cause destruction, can cause so much damage. In verse 6, he says, the tongue is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. The tongue can corrupt the whole person and set the whole course of his life on fire, and then, of course, he goes on to say, and this is the danger, that even the tongue can be set on fire by hell. Now, these are strong words coming from someone who lived so close to Jesus and wasn't necessarily in the first part of the ministry. We are not quite certain exactly when James was to become such an active part. But why I think this is important and this chapter and this whole book is important because 
you're dealing with somebody who understood the person of who Jesus was and who the followers were. In one sense, growing up with Jesus, remember Jesus didn't start his ministry till he was 30. I just sense that James must have had a much stronger realization of the character of Jesus right from his birth. And, you know, it is so important that what we say is important. I mean, the Bible says that, yeah, the Bible actually says that everything we say is recorded and we should be judged on it. And while you might think that that's an impossibility, but... What we're finding now just in the, in, in, in the uh, scientific side that um, so often the record of what you have said on a phone, it's difficult to get rid of it. You find that it's on the internet, it's in the cloud as they call it, and it is not easy to remove what has been said. And sadly, I know of cases where even young people have applied for a job and the person who's going to employ them has examined what that young person has said and it's recorded on the internet, and if they were negative, they have lost the job. Oh, my. This is a big subject. Uh, and let me move on, because uh, I want you to realize the importance of the tongue. In verse 7, all kinds of animals, birds, and so on, are being tamed and have been tamed by man. Well, a lot of them can be. I mean, uh, I do know that people have tamed even lions and tigers and gorillas and so on. I've seen evidence of it. But what James is saying is this. Nobody can tame the tongue. Nobody can control what you say. And you know, the danger is so often that people regret what they've said. But um, I understand that when we speak, we create sound and sound waves. And you know, those sound waves don't disappear. They're actually out there. Uh, it's a, it's a, a, a very big subject with science that sound waves are still there. And we need to realize the importance of what we say. Then, of course, in verse 9, he goes on, with the tongue we praise the Lord, and with it we curse men who be made in God's image. In early December, David evangelized in Georgia, which is part of the Caucasus region. David says, all my life has been planned by God, and this is God's time for these regions. I promise to give the next years of my life to win the Caucasus and Central Asia 
for Christ. In the new year, David will continue this ministry in Georgia. All David's life, he has been following a powerful, prophetic vision. Hearing God's voice behind him, saying, this is the way, walk in it. And now, as David explores Paul's letter to the Ephesians, in his new book, Power, Your Inheritance, the book of Ephesians explored, David is seeing more clearly what God's ultimate plan is for us to fulfill. It is by revelation of the Holy Spirit that step by step, all his life, David has lived the miracles of the Bible. Now, take your Bible, open it to Ephesians, and follow David through the revelation he has received and wants to share with you. Order David Hathaway's book, Power, Your Inheritance, the book of Ephesians explored by visiting eurovision.org.uk forward slash shop. Thank you for listening to the Power of Faith broadcast with David Hathaway. We would love to hear from you. Contact us by visiting eurovision.org.uk. Also available online are many free teaching resources to help you on your walk with God. David has written many faith-building books to encourage and inspire. Order these online today. Each month, David ministers online and in person. Our ministry is only possible because of the faithful support of so many people. For details on our evangelism and humanitarian relief work, visit eurovision.org.uk. Thank you again for listening.